When Claudette Zarzicki meets with clients, she sits down with them in what's called the arranging room. There's a polished wooden table, a box of tissues, and a map of Poland, where her family and many of the people she services are from. We start out by getting to know them, um, what the situation is about their loved one. Then we start to gather a little bit of information. There are a few housekeeping rules that we need to go through. All funeral homes in the United States are regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. So we need to present them with our price list. Then we get into the arranging of the service, working with uh, church or clergy, the cemetery or the crematory, whatever the family's selecting. If they are purchasing a casket, I do kind of preface them what they're going to be seeing, what they should be looking for. And I always ask them, I do have books that you can select from, or would you like to go in the room? So I do give them a choice. Claudette Zarzicki is the fourth generation of her family to run Zarzicki Manor Chapels, a funeral home opened in 1915 by her great-grandmother. The room she's talking about is their merchandise room, where they keep a number of caskets and urns on display. Many funeral homes have gone away from a merchandise selection room. We have chosen not to, simply because many of the families that we've worked with when they look at products such as a casket or an urn or a vault in a book or a slideshow, they always want to actually see the product. They say, well, do you have this one here? Can I look at it? Can I touch it? Can I feel it? Salesmanship in the funeral home business is a strange and not always comfortable thing. Generations ago, the local furniture or cabinet maker would be asked to make wooden coffins. Today, a traditional burial comes with a host of expenses. The embalming, the casket, the burial vault, the monument, the service, the hearse, the guest book, the memorial cards, and on and on. Funeral homes like the Zarzikis sell all these things to customers who may not be in the best state of mind to make financial decisions. You have to approach it in a very professional manner, compassionate manner. We don't push things on family. Most families, when they walk through the door, they know something what they want. They have an idea. These days, families who are mourning their loved ones have more options than ever, from cremations to new methods that are pitched as environmentally friendly. Last week on The Distance, you heard about how the Zarzikis have blended old traditions with modern business practices to sustain their livelihood through four generations. On today's mini-episode, you'll learn about some of the newer approaches to mourning that the Zarzikis are incorporating into their funeral home. When we built our new facility here, we wanted it a little bit more contemporary and to fit the atmosphere of the forest preserves and the neighborhood. So we designed to have the open effect with the windows. Zerziki Manor Chapels has two locations, an older one in Chicago and a newer one in the suburb of Willow Springs that opened in 2008. The suburban location, with its large windows that look out onto a forest preserve, has a less hermetic feel than the Chicago home on Archer Avenue. Here we have beautiful scenery and woods and sometimes wildlife, deer, coyote, fox. Um, on Archer Avenue, we have the CTA bus. So uh, we do have to unfortunately have curtains in Chicago because it would not be all that pretty to see the 62 bus coming on by every 25 minutes <laughs> when we have a service. We have no curtains and our designer, when we built the place, we got the paint settled, the colors of the furniture and the rug. And then they says, okay, let's pick out the drapery. And we said, no, no drapery. And they were very surprised. This is, you know, the woods is our drapery. 
Down the hall from the visitation room is the merchandise room, where families can see different caskets in person. There's two types of caskets. There's steel caskets, or some say metal, and the other is wood. Metal caskets are categorized into three different categories in the gauge. The lower the number, the thicker the metal. And then after the 16 gauge, then it goes into your precious metals, so stainless steel and copper. Then your woods, you either have your solid wood, solid oak, solid maple, or you have more of your veneers. Over to the side is a casket made of willow and seagrass that's lined with an unbleached cotton fabric. It costs $1,700 and, according to the manufacturer, will break down in one to two years, depending on soil and the depth at which it's buried. The same company also makes biodegradable urns out of recycled paper. This one is a eco-friendly casket, and it's made of seagrass. And this company also makes out of bamboo and also willow. And it's actually perfect for visitation, for burial, as well as for cremation. We also have urns for water burial. Cremains don't float if you just place them in the water. They have to be encased in something, and then this will eventually soak up all the water, and then it'll just diminish right below. There are other options out there that bypass funeral homes altogether. A nonprofit called the Urban Death Project in Seattle, Washington, specializes in human composting. In Italy, two designers have proposed burying dead bodies in biodegradable capsules with trees on top that would grow as they draw nutrients from the decomposing pod. And there's a Swedish company looking at a process where bodies are frozen in liquid nitrogen, vibrated until they fall apart into tiny particles, freeze-dried, and buried in biodegradable containers. These methods are still far from widespread adoption or even approval by government regulators, but they're indicative of new thinking around how we bury our dead. And in the case of the seagrass casket in the Zerziki's merchandise room, it turns out it's not that novel after all. A lot of people question it when they come in here, but it's actually similar to what we call a removal basket or a transfer basket. When my great-grandmother, when she first started, they would have to make a transfer out of the home or even sometimes at a hospital. They didn't have very fancy cots like we do today. And we have a wicker basket still here with us today. They used to place the body in to transport the body either back to the funeral home or to a cemetery or back to the person's home after the preparation and everything. And it's, it's pretty solid and everything. So we, we still have it here in our garage. Claudette says the seagrass caskets aren't very popular, at least not in the Chicago area, because cemeteries still require them to be placed inside a concrete burial vault, defeating the purpose of a biodegradable casket. But Claudette considers it her job to give her clients a wide range of choices, and most importantly, to listen to them. We show them our, the options that they have, and we, we tell them, you, you need to stay within your budget you need to decide amongst your family what is good for you. We don't push families. And my, my mother has never done that. My father never did that. My grandparents never did that. And sometimes we have to, especially when you're dealing with a family that maybe had a tragic death. Somebody passed away too soon and it was sudden and they were not prepared for it at all. And sometimes families purchase things out of grief and sometimes you have to bring them back to the table and you say, listen, these are the things that you need. You don't need to spend 
so much money on this. You need to keep it for yourself, especially maybe somebody who lost a husband very young and they have young children. And we're very conscious of that. And we, we hope that people do appreciate that as well, too. That's it for this episode of The Distance. Come back next week for a story that has nothing to do with death and everything to do with fancy cocktail napkins. As always, The Distance is brought to you by Basecamp, the app for helping small business owners stay in control of projects and reduce email clutter. Try Basecamp free for 30 days at Basecamp.com slash The Distance.